Hi, this is Cage Coleman, host of Game On, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 14-year-old female Heather Riggio, Caucasian, 5'1", 120 pounds, blue eyes, and blonde hair. She went missing May 6, 2007 from North Miami Beach. Heather has a tattoo of a Chinese star on her lower back and a tattoo on her ankle. Her ears and lips are pierced. Heather was last seen wearing a pink top, jeans, and high heels. So if you know of Heather Riggio's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Heather, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to futureismissing.com. Thank you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, you just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see who you'll be. It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Welcome to our show, Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Steve Zell. I am back. It's great to be back here in the Bay. I'm here on, uh, here on break, and it is really, really cold. I will say that. I'm used to Southern California weather where it's a good 70 degrees, and here I've been having to weather wear a good five layers or so. Oh, it's my. Terrible. The terror of five layers. I've been so qualified. I've become weak. Someone told me. Maybe I'll be like that next year. Yeah, no, that's terrifying. Be careful. But Stephen, it's really great to be back. And although the holiday season is over, we at Be The Star You Are Charity are still working with, to help Hurricane Sandy victims in collaboration with Caitlin's Angel of God Clothing Closet. So please make a donation today at bethestarur.org, B-T-S-Y-A.org. Check can be sent to the P.O. Box 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Remember, Christmas isn't the only time for giving. You can give mm-hmm. any day of the year, and hey, that's how it's supposed to be for that matter. <laughs> Today, we have a great topic, especially for people on the radio like us. Public speaking, which I think is the number one fear, the bigger fear than death, I believe. I don't really understand that because I love speaking so much, but maybe that's why people get annoyed at me because I don't stop talking. Type, talking. <laughs> and we However... Have- yeah, we have very distinguished public speaker here with us today, Caitlin, our own Express Yourself co-host at Times and contributor. So, hi, Caitlin. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm really, really excited about this topic today. Caitlin, I believe you're telling us a little bit about the TED Talks that I'm sure some of our listeners have heard about. Do you want to give us more information? Yeah, well... As you said, a lot of people are scared of public speaking. Maybe you have butterflies in your stomach just hearing those two words, public speaking. When your history teacher announced an assignment involving an oral presentation, suddenly the school nurse became your best friend, and you had your fingers crossed that she'd send you home early. Or maybe you're like me. When you hear the words public speaking, a smile forms on your face. When your English teacher asks, who wants to go first? Your hand darts up like the classroom ceiling is magnetic. When I started my nonprofit organization at 12 years old, public speaking was inevitable. I had to speak with public figures and officials like my town's mayor and council. In order for my nonprofit to be a success, I had to spread the word and make locals aware of the charity. I spoke to countless scout troops, youth groups, and churches about my mission. 
now, almost four years later, public speaking has become a passion of mine. Recently, I had the opportunity to give a TEDx talk in Princeton, New Jersey. For listeners who don't know what TED is, it's an organization that's devoted to ideas worth sharing. They host public speaking events around the globe with various speakers, themes, and topics. TED events are organized by the national organization, while TEDx events are hosted by individual organizers, like the Princeton Library, for example. Although I'm still waiting the videotape on YouTube of my talk from the event organizers and videographers, I eagerly look forward to sharing it. The theme was Be the Change, and my talk centered how youth can make a difference. Since I founded a nonprofit charity, have a segment here on Express Yourself called The Gift of Giving, and I'm an avid volunteer for many organizations, I felt qualified to speak about this subject. I was the first speaker of the night, and as I took to the stage, I was thrilled to tell my story and offer insight to others. Seeing the audience's face light up when I spoke about making the world a better place made me smile. Inspiring people with words is an incredible concept. After my TEDx talk, the listeners' positive energy was bouncing off the walls, and it proved to be contagious because I had a wave of happiness. I'm a big fan of quotes, and I'm always quoting favorite TV shows, movies, political figures, etc. There's a very famous quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson that goes, Speech is powerful. Speech is to persuade, to convert, to compel. And I think that rings true in many situations. I think that's true, too, and it's so cool how you got to give a TED Talk, and that's actually one of my personal goals, maybe in the way future, to give a TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've heard many of the TED Talks before from really famous people, and it's really interesting to see what they have to say, and I was really happy to hear that you, Caitlin, are among those famous people who are giving those talks. Yeah, yeah it's actually really exciting, uh, because when you mentioned TED and TEDx people, mm -hmm know of the organization so just being able to be associated with them is mm -hmm. very exciting and really young Jew I would definitely strive to do a TED or TEDx talk because it was such a positive experience for me yeah and I love the fact that TED is so diverse like I watched a TED talk in biology class about amoeba that lights up so you know <laughs> there's a ton of topics out there and it's so cool for everybody because everybody has some little interest in at least one of those TED talks Caitlin, out of curiosity's sake, do you want to tell us and our listeners a little bit more about the TED Talk in terms of how you prepped for it and how you got into the whole organization? Yes, well, definitely. I wanted to do a TED Talk for a very long time, and so when I heard that there was one going on in Princeton, I approached the organizers about it, and I had worked with the Princeton Library before. We had collaborated on a few different projects, and so they wanted to know my idea. They wanted to know what my passion was and what I wanted to talk about. So I went in there for a meeting, and I told them about my organization, and I basically gave them a little TED Talk without even realizing it, because uh, they simply asked what my passion was, and I was able to talk for the longest time just about what I do and, you know, why I do it. So. Mm -hmm. That was basically the experience of getting in with the organization, uh, but I know that it differs if you want to do a TED Talk or a TEDx Talk. Sounds really interesting and uh, definitely something that most people would want to pursue. <laughs> Caitlin, what kind of uh, opinions do you have about public speaking? I know a lot of people get fearful of it, and frankly, I think even people who love it get a little bit mm -hmm. nervous whenever they, right before they go on to speak. What kind of advice do you have? Like, what makes it easy for you? What makes public speaking good for you? Yeah, I definitely do agree with that. It's always that split second before going on that mm -hmm. I have a little wave of nervousness. And I think that everyone gets that, and it's completely natural. And I'm by no means an expert in public speaking yet, but, you know, <laughs> sometime in the, in the future I would like to be, hopefully make a career out of it because it's something that I truly have a passion for. But I think that there are some things that you should keep in mind before taking the mic and going on the stage. Just relax and take a deep breath because the way you present yourself is really important. And I feel that the audience can really tell by body language how you're feeling. So just by being confident and practice, 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 as corny as that is, <laughs> it's so true. 
know what you want to say ahead of time and these little tips will make all the difference because if you go on stage with absolutely no idea it probably won't be as well as it would have been if you prepared and Caitlin what's the difference between TED and TEDx well TED is talks that are organized by the actual TED organization mm. like the big you know corpse and then TEDx is organized by individuals. Uh, like the Princeton Library, they have a license through TED. Mm -hmm. So different uh, organizations, I know some colleges have TEDx uh, licenses. So not anyone can just host a TEDx event. You have to apply for a license, but it's a fairly simple process, so I've heard. Um, and then it's up to TEDx uh, organizers to determine who they want their speakers to be. That's cool. You know, something I think is really good about the TED Talks is that it gets people to talk about what inspires them and what mm -hmm. they're passionate about as you were talking. And uh, that is, I guess, the core of public speaking and that it becomes easy when you really do feel and believe what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I think that's so true. And among my favorite talks are probably Drew Dudley's TED Talk. You guys may have seen it, Everyday Leadership. And I also love uh, Hannah Brenter's Love Letters video. And both of those speakers are speaking about something that they absolutely love. So even if a grown man goes into a love letters talk, he may come out with some insight because it's something that Hannah was very passionate about. So I believe that the speakers make their talks suitable for all ages. And I think that's a very important aspect of TED, too. There are talks for anyone and everybody, basically. Definitely. So, right before we go to break, Caitlin, do you plan to give any more TED Talks anywhere else so that we can come listen if we're in the area? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I don't have any TED or TEDx talk planned yet for the near future, but I would definitely do another in a heartbeat if I had the opportunity. And I hope to speak through TED or TEDx again because I had such a positive experience, as I said. So, hopefully, in the future, you know, fingers crossed. But <laughs> as of right now, uh, I don't have anything planned for the near future. Okay, but let us know when you do have something planned. We'll be there to listen to you and share Oh, you thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Caitlin. We do have to take a short break, but we'll be back with more public speaking in just a short time. I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Young Juan. You're listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Make sure to check out the photos, descriptions, link, gossip, and more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Facebook your friends to join our party. And don't go away. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juwan, and our topic today is public speaking. And I'm Steven Zhao, and t- this segment today features a Miramati High School reunion, which <laughs> only applies to me because I'm the only one that graduated. But <laughs> Kai, Yongju, and I all actually went to the same school. Coincidentally, we all are part of Miramati's public speaking class, which I have to say is kind of like that famous cult in high school where a bunch of people are part of it and they speak in this weird lingo that no one really understands. Something like that. Kai is here joining us to share with her experience with Miramati public speaking. Hi, Kai. Hello. Alright, so when I was a freshman, probably like a lot of you, I had no idea about what classes to take. On a whim, I decided I would sign up for public speaking because I had taken a preliminary class during middle school and I really enjoyed the experience. Arguably, it was one of the best decisions of my life because I've made so many friends, including Steven and Youngju, learned so much, improved, gained confidence. I could go on and on about the things that I've benefited from doing public speaking. It's hard to believe now, considering that my friends always say that I never shut up because I love to talk, but I once had a lot of difficulty speaking. In fact, when I was in kindergarten, I didn't say a word for the first several months, and so my teachers didn't think I spoke English. I was placed in a resource class where a well-meaning but misguided Spanish teacher tried to coax some words out of me. Needless to say, it's been a while since those silent days, and it turns out I could speak, I was just really shy. But the need for public speaking is undeniable. Today I'm a very active public speaker as a speech captain at my school, and I spend at least half my weekends, if not more, at tournaments and different competitions. And I know that was the same with Steven when he was the public speaking president, and it's the same with Young Ju now. Public speaking isn't just useful for high schoolers, though, and many famous celebrities once participated in these nerdy speech tournaments as well. For those debate nerds out there, one of the main leagues for the United States is the National Forensic League, or abbreviated the NFL, and frequently mistaken for a football league. So individuals like Oprah Winfrey, Zac Efron, and even Bill Clinton were once part of this league, meaning that they did participate in speech and debate teams in high school. Oprah Winfrey was a Lincoln-Douglas debater, while Zac Efron competed at the state level in duo interpretation, which is a very popular scripted event that is done with partners. There's the Dateline NBC anchor and the news correspondent Jane Pauley, who won the original oratory when she was in high school, and that's a traditional speech event where an individual takes a basic topic like success or competition and then talks about the issues related to that. Essentially, famous people from around the world who participated in competitive public speaking have definitely gone on frequently in the past to become great leaders and cool individuals. So it's a very cool thing to see all these famous people uh, participating in the same league that Young Ju, Steven, and I do right now. Definitely. And I know they're really popular at our school, or these leagues, and the class is really popular at Miramani, but how popular are these public speaking competitive events in general? Yeah, well, interestingly enough, you can find a lot of people either who are famous or well-known that have been part of the public speaking league. And so there was actually James Copeland, the executive director of the NFL or the National Forensic League, said that several years ago a survey of U.S. senators and representatives revealed that over 60% 60 had participated in high school or college forensics. And so there's another study that reported that half of the current U.S. senators competed in these public speaking teams, including a variety of different ones that are well known. So basically, a lot of the people who go on to become political uh, people or people in popular culture have been part of the National Forensic League, and it's an incredibly popular high school extracurricular activity. 
Now, Kaya, you're making this league sound extremely uptight and difficult to do anything in, which is kind of true because they do get really competitive. I've seen some of the uh, uh, intensity of the debates that we get into. Yeah. But why don't you tell us a little bit about how the public speaking has helped people who are just entering the class? Because we get a lot of freshmen who are afraid to stand up and talk about their summers, to say the least. How does the class help people with that? Well, I think that's a really excellent point. Not everybody who comes into the public speaking league or is part of the NFL is instantly an Oprah Winfrey or a Zac Efron. But I think what is interesting is that you can take any level of public speaking, and then what we do is we work on the basic events. We take it really slowly, learning all those. In our school, what's popular is Congress and individual events. And so we take these basic events, and then we teach the kids, and they go through, they go to the tournaments, they learn a lot from each other, and there's a variety of different levels as well, so it doesn't, you don't, and you can become part of the NFL just by participating in, like, two or three tournaments, so it doesn't actually require this incredible uptight level of skill. It's just a willingness to try these things, and then we take it nice and slow, and our team's pretty nice, so it's not too big of a deal, I think. To talk about your summer is difficult at the beginning, but once we are all friends, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Yeah, my favorite thing about public speaking as a class is that you get to meet so many interesting people from all grade levels, which is not something that right. most classes have. I know, I remember it was so nice when I was a freshman and I knew, I would know a, a couple upperclassmen, I knew the upperclassmen from the public speaking team, so I felt a lot more comfortable at this school in general. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kaye, what about the wide range of different activities in public speaking, especially for those who are not as politically minded or don't like debating all that much? What about the different types of public speaking they can do? Right, that's a good point. So there's there's a ton of different events that are related towards people who like to act or to be more dramatic. There's the dramatic interpretation event where you just take a script of uh, something that's generally more dramatic or sadder, and then there's a humorous interpretation where you take a funny script and you interpret it in your own way. There's duo where you work with other people. There's oratory, which is like a speechy speech. There's OPP, which I know you and I both did, which is where we uh, you come up with a random story. And, you, and I know, don't you actually do that this yeah. Yeah, I do that too. I totally forgot. We're all OPP veterans. and um, So there's just a huge range of things that don't necessarily relate to debating or being very politically active or even doing a lot of research in that sense. There's a lot of interpretive events that require acting skills or dramatic event interpretation skills and uh, just a huge range of things, I think, that's really fun about public speaking. Mm-hmm. And speaking and of humorous things, do you have any funny stories about public speakers? Um, now I'm blanking on stuff, so maybe Steven can fill in. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything right now, actually. Well, let's just put it this way. As I said at the very beginning, the public speaking team at Miramati, and I'm sure at other places also, have it's really a family. It's not just an extracurricular mm-hmm. class that you take and do nothing else with. It really does involve a lot of outside work, and these people do become your friends and do become part of the group that you hang out with for that most part. That's yeah. why it makes for funny stories, because when you're stuck in a hotel room with several other people your age for a good three to four days, uh, then interesting stuff pops up, and it's a lot... I actually can't think of too many right now because most of the time when that was me on the trips, I was sleeping because it was so tiring. (laughs) Stanford tournament, oh my gosh, walking around all day basically. But it's the stories come from the friendships that result from public speaking. Right. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I can think of so many... If I was thinking about my high school career, I remember when you are at dinner parties and you're talking to other people who aren't necessarily part of public speaking, and they ask you what you spend your weekends doing or your free time, and I always I always have to tell them, well, I spend probably half my weekends at tournaments that last Getting up at 6 a.m., putting on a suit, yeah. <laughs> right, and then their expressions, it's just so, it's a very, it's a difficult thing to help people understand why you are so into it, why would any teenager want to get up so early in the morning and and debate these difficult issues the entire day or interpret a specific event or memorize a 10-minute speech. It's a hard thing to get across that it's so much fun or that it's fun to make that a huge part of your life. So I think that's always funny to try to explain that to people or to try to get other people to understand why you love it as much as you do. Yeah, even in um, when I was going to my first tournament, I was going to Starbucks in my new suit with my new little shoes, and then they would all give me such weird looks while they were ordering coffee at this 
really early hour and nobody asked me because there were so many other people who came in and out buying coffee in their really nice suits as well. Yeah, we had to storm the Starbucks on the mornings before tournaments. Yeah. And Kai, just to end, why do you like the public speaking then if you had explained to someone? I think the easiest way to say it is that you you learn a valuable skill that you feel like you can use in all aspects of life. You ne- you don't really realize how useful it is to be able to talk and to express the way that you're feeling, but it comes up even in different classes, in after-school activities, in sports, as captains for various different teams. It always comes up and it helps me. And then it also gives you more confidence because you learn to speak better, you uh, gain new friends, you gain a variety of different it's just a crazy mix of things that people are friendly they're interested in the same thing as you and it's a good way to it's an academic and helpful way to spend your time instead of something more destructive that I know a lot of teenagers like to spend their weekends doing instead well unfortunately we are of time thank you for all that insight on public speaking Tai. And our goal at Express Yourself is to empower people to overcome their fear, which might be public speaking. So keep visiting us at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Steven Zhao. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit us online. Check out our new Tumblr at Tumblr.com slash blog slash Be The Story or Radio. We'll be back with our UCAN reporter, Laura Galleran, talking about her public speaking experience. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Steven Zhao, and our show today is all about the ins and outs of public speaking. But first, let's take a quick detour, and we do want to tell you about what Be The Story Our Charity is doing to help the victims of the Superstorm Sandy. Yes, Stephen. Part of what we've been doing here at Be The Star Your Charity and with Club BTSYA is fundraising to help with Operation Hurricane Sandy Disaster Relief. We've partnered with our teen reporter in New Jersey, Caitlin Darrow's charity, Angels of God Clothing Closet, to distribute books and resources. And we really need your support and donations to make this relief effort successful. So give today by going to btsya.com and watch the video. And every dollar really does help another family. Also, our ninth annual essay contest just ended. Thank you to all of you who submitted. 
If you're interested in joining Club BTSYA or starting your own, visit btsya.com slash club. We want to spread club fever everywhere and have Club Be The Star You Are become a global movement for young people. It's definitely lots of great ways to get involved and lots of opportunities to start your own public speaking, <laughs> going back to our topic. Our next guest, Laura, is here to talk to us about the Junior Statesman of America. Welcome, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi. So why don't you let us know about this program? I've actually heard of it before I got a flyer while I was yeah. in high school. <laughs> I think we do have this at um, Miramani as well. Yeah, probably. So, Laura, what's this about and what's your involvement in it? Well, um, so I'm a member of the Junior State of America and it's basically a student government that involves public speaking and friendly debates debates over popular topics like Coney 2012 and the details of gay marriage. And we have these conventions where they're usually, um, well, I can't give like a, a, like a solid number of how many uh, attend because I'm not sure, but uh, we have over 50 kids that come and sit in one room, one debate, and the rooms are so large that you actually have to use microphones or no one will hear you. And it can be a really, really frightening experience to go up and face a big crowd like that. And I've personally found that most of the time when somebody messes up during these debates is because they're just terrified out of their wits of sounding stupid or sounding like they don't know what they're talking about. And what many people fail to realize is that everyone faces these insecurities, no matter how much experience they've had in talking in front of large crowds, and that some people are just really good at either hiding it or disciplining themselves in such a way that they don't have to think about these things when they're going up on stage. And public speaking is really something that people underestimate in the sense of um, not really understanding how much work and confidence it can actually take to get over the fear of it. But doing this is a cumulative process and is most certainly one that can be achieved. There's just no way that anyone can ever go up on stage without wondering how it's going to go or who's watching and why, because everybody has these fears. But there are some ways that you can prevent yourself from worrying too much about it. Because, you see, stress can be a good thing because it keeps us alert, it keeps us functioning and, you know, going and thinking hard. But too much of, a, too much of it can throw us off, as most people know and most people have experienced. Um, it can be helpful to keep in the back of your mind that a little stress is good, but too much isn't. It, it's actually comforting to some people. And sometimes it's also better not to plan out every single word that you're going to say because before you go up on stage, you might start to forget some of the things. It's, it's really better to just kind of wing it at times. And, uh, yeah, and it can be hard to collect yourself if you make a mistake, which, you know, is the problem with laying out a script. And, uh, it's really a better idea to just grasp the general concept and a few basic key pointers before a talk. And, you know, maybe if you feel very uncomfortable, you can have a little note card up there with you so that this way not only can you take the pressure off of yourself a little bit, but you can also just be yourself on stage and make eye contact with the audience if you're comfortable with doing so. And uh, if you do this, it can be much more, it would be much more natural than if you were reading a script. You would, the phonus in your voice would just kind of go away and you can just really just get comfortable and talk. Wow, thank you, so, <laughs> thank you so much for all of those tips on public speaking. Mm. Hey, Laura, jumping back to what you said initially, could you give us a little bit of background around your experience with JSA? What topics you guys debated, any fun stories or experiences you had? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so my experience with JSA is I was a cabinet member, uh, which means I was uh, not, we had this leadership in the student government. I wasn't too high up on it, but I was just basically in like the lower kind of levels of it. And basically with my experience with it with I went to a convention last year called Spring State and we have several of those throughout the year some of them are overnight and some of them aren't and the one that I went to we had a lot of really really funny <laughs> experiences um, the the debates that we had were you know they ranged like I said from t Coney 2012 to whether or not boys and girls can be friends without there being any kind of sexual tension <laughs> and it really did raise a lot of humor that's a huge range of topics Sorry, it I had is. to jump in there. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. It really is. It's really a huge range. There really is absolutely no limit. And you can actually give your input on what you want to be debated. Wow. Yeah. It, and it's, it, was really, it was really a fun experience because while we have these debates, it's not limited to anyone. So mm -hmm. after the main people who are debating the topic have given their points of views, you can actually call up audience members to come up to the stage and give their input on it, and in the end, we decide which side wins by a vote. That's so cool. 
in public speaking, like we have a class in Miramani called public speaking, and um, we don't choose debates, or well, I guess we kind of choose the questions we debate, but we don't have um, where an audience member can come up, and that's so cool how you actually get so much involvement from the people watching to the people debating, and it's really awesome thing that you're doing. So I have a question. Do the debates ever actually end? You mentioned hmm. that we vote on side, but is it re- does it really end there? Well, the purpose of the debates really is to get people thinking. I mean, the entire organization itself is half to improve well, part of it is to help people improve with their public speaking, and the other half is to really just get people thinking about some of the uh, controversies floating around in society and politics nowadays. So it absolutely does not end, you know, we, like I said, we have our votes at the end, you know, pro or con. Pro is like, yes, I agree with the this statement, and con is, you know, no, I don't agree with the statement. But it doesn't actually end because, you know, people are still as long as there's a differing a differing opinions in the audience, they're not going to end. You know, people are going to leave the room and they're going to discuss it, you know? So yeah. it doesn't actually end. That's really cool, though, because they're taking their ideas to other places, to other people, and inspiring other people elsewhere. Yeah, and yeah. definitely just the chance to really talk about it. I find mm-hmm. that I think everyone, I love having ideas, but it really does take writing it down and talking about it to kind of solidify the ideas into something that I can share so that it doesn't sound like I'm blabbing nonsense. I've had so many moments where I have this great idea and then I try to talk to somebody about it, but realize that like all my points fall apart and there's nothing concrete holding it. So. Yeah, that's really one of the things that JSA helps with. We have, we have our um, elections every year where we choose mm-hmm. our leadership and Last year at Spring State, where I attended the convention, there was one person that had never spoken in front of a crowd before, never did any kind of public speaking, and he went up there and he decided to run for the governor, which is pretty much the highest position that you can get. So (laughs) it was really brave of him, and he got really, really far. So Wow. Hey, on that topic, how does JSA help people who are just starting with public speaking and find that they are really scared of it? Do they have any like introductory programs or just something that people can do to get used to the idea of public speaking? Well, the way that JSA works is that we have our own clubs at, at um, schools, and then we have conventions that we attend. And what happens is that, you know, you can start out with, like, small-scale debating inside your school, inside your club, and then you can start going to uh, some of the smaller conventions, uh, which are not overnight, and there aren't nearly as many people, where you have smaller rooms, smaller debates, and you can kind of work your way up from there. And the cool thing about it is that each club, each school, is like a, like a small family, and the thing is, is like the, the very first step is to get comfortable with the people that you're in the club with. After that, you know, they kind of help you build up on your skills. They kind of give you pointers and stuff, which is really what's, which is really how, how it kind of works. You can just kind of go step by step. That's awesome that they really do help other people along then. Mm-hmm. Are you still nervous when giving a speech? Um, see, the the thing for me is that I found that the actual act of speaking in front of a crowd or just speaking off script in general, you know, in front of mm-hmm. in front of a large amount of people, the actual doing doing that part that part isn't really as scary as just thinking about it. Yeah. So once I like you know backstage, if I'm behind you know right before a show or some sort of speaking mm-hmm. event or whatever. I will get pretty nervous, you know, I'll start thinking about all the things that could go wrong, but then, you know, like, my, um, one of my teachers at school taught me, you know, all these exercises where you can calm yourself down, just start breathing, just tell yourself that everything is going to be okay, and then you just go up there and just try not to think about, I just, I try not to think about anything, and then once I'm up there in front of the crowd and start talking, I, I start to feel more comfortable. That one moment when I first look out into the crowd, I'm nervous. But then once I actually start talking, I kind of ease into it, which is, well, I think, you know, how it works. Thank you so much for all your great tips about public speaking for those of us who are advanced public speakers or novice or wherever we stand. It's all really good advice. <laughs> we're, all, we're out of time again, but I'm Young Juwan, and you're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, where teens talk and the world listens. I'm Steven Zhao. We are taking a short break. Visit us online at expressyourselfteenradio.com, but don't go away because we'll be right back with our final reporter, Tana O'Dell. 
Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids for Express Yourself. Express Yourself gives youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Yang Juan. And I'm Stephen Zhao. Now, Tana O'Dell has also been a TED Talks uh, person and is an esteemed public speaker himself. He's been traveling a ton lately, working on his craft, and we are interested in finding out more about what he's been up to. So please, welcome him once again to Express Yourself. Hello, Tana. Hi, Tana. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. So I see the title of your segment is How to Be a Marshmallow. Do you want to explain that to us? I definitely do. So um, I'm here today to talk to you about how to be more like a marshmallow, which you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with public speaking? Well, you know, I've been able to speak in front of thousands of people over the last couple years, and I've really found that one of the most important things you can do is be as sticky as possible. So like when I was doing my TEDx talk, the way that you really want to um, – leave that talk is with everyone remembering what you say so being as sticky as possible talking in front of a group of people can be just super intimidating and communicating your message in the way it's meant to be communicated can be extremely difficult as well so today on the show i want to give you guys a couple tips that will help your message stick if you'd like to go out and speak to a group do some public speaking which can be extremely fun so my first tip be confident and not cocky now, confidence confidence is going to get you extremely far, but being cocky will send, just send you right back out the door. And what I mean by this is you need to just kind of be an expert on the topic you're talking about, or at least have something different, exciting, or new to share with your audience. Then, you know, you share what you know. If you try to talk about a topic you aren't familiar with, or you acquire a not-so-people-pleasing cocky attitude, then your message won't be communicated in the way that you want it to be. Many teenagers today have... We kind of have an entitled attitude, some of us, where we believe, you know, we are entitled to everything that we receive and that we know everything there is to know. So if you can confidently share what you know, be open to learning more and really just appreciate feedback as well as criticism, it'll really help your message stick and help you be a little bit more like a marshmallow, which I always like to connect food and everything that I'm doing since everything, you know, revolves around food for me. 
Now, the next tip I have for you for being a little bit more sticky is network, network, network. This is something, you know, you should be doing all the time at the grocery store, at school, even on airplanes when you get the chance. I got a, a chance to speak at the UCLA Extension National Restaurant Industry Conference just by talking to a guy on an airplane. So networking can really boost your confidence, which it really boosts my confidence, and um, which I already mentioned will help your message stick. And it also helps to shape your talks by using feedback from your connections that you make. So my recommendation is that you write up maybe an elevator speech that's probably 30 seconds long, and whenever you meet a leader in your community or someone you could really potentially learn from, give them that speech where you'll then gain confidence by sharing your story with them, and you just made a new connection that could look over your speeches, help you with more information in the future, and give you some pointers that can really make your message stick. And another tip for networking is getting a LinkedIn account and connecting with business professionals that you know to just really create a very strong network of your own. And my final, um, my final tip for you guys for public speaking is content. Man, there's nothing more boring than someone just standing there talking to you in a monotone voice. <laughs> having great content isn't just about having information on a PowerPoint. You really have to create interactions, creative touch points, and of course, sticky messages. And the way I usually shape my speeches is like this. You know, I'll start from the back of the room to create some movement and suspense. Uh, that makes people turn around, try and figure out where your voice is coming from, and that really works um, extremely well for big groups. It might not work the best for small classroom size groups. And a story is always a great way to begin a talk or even end a talk. I have a story here that I'll share with you guys in a minute as an example when we end our segment. And I also love to get people up and moving, doing fun things. One of my favorite things to do with people is have everyone link hands and laugh as hard as possible. Laughter is infectious and can really just set the mood for the rest of your talk. And finally, you know, you want to just pack a punch into a meaningful contents area. Tell them what you're there to tell them. Be real and really get your point across. Notes or a Prezi or a PowerPoint may really help you drive your point home, but make sure that it feels and looks natural to your audience. It would be a great practice to be able to go through your speech, walk through it a couple times with either a parent or maybe even someone from your network that you just met. So to quickly, quickly recap, because I've just been talking like crazy, over the last two years, which I'm very good at talking, by the way, <laughs> over the last two years I've spoken to thousands of people and found that just amazing content a strong network and a confidence but not and confident but not cocky attitude, you can rock the house and give an amazing public speech. So some people are really, you know, scared to death of public speaking, but as soon as you see the opportunity and set your goal to be as sticky as a marshmallow, you'll be amazed at the impact you can make. Now before I leave, I have to close with this story. Okay, so there's the shoe salesman who gets sent to a small village in Africa. As soon as he steps foot off of the plane, he's shocked. No one in the village was wearing shoes, and he's a shoe salesman. He immediately called his boss in a disappointed and slightly angry voice. He says, boss, none of the village people are wearing shoes. You have to bring me home. There's no way anyone is going to buy shoes. Well, another shoe salesman from a different company is sent to that same small village in Africa. As soon as he jumps off the plane, he's shocked. No one in the village is wearing shoes. He immediately called his boss, and in an overly excited voice, he says, Boss, none of the village people are wearing shoes. You have to send me double what I brought, because I'll be selling out of shoes. So really, it is all about how you look at things in life. There's opportunity everywhere, even in public speaking and being as sticky as a marshmallow. So thank you guys for having me on the show tonight. I've been talking like crazy, and now you guys can take it away. Don't leave yet. We do want to ask some questions. Tanner, that was awesome. That was like your own TED Talk in just, what, <laughs> the seven minutes that you were talking and giving us all wonderful tips on public speaking, <laughs> especially ones I haven't even heard yet, starting from the back of a room. That's really interesting, and I should try that someday. <laughs> so can you tell us more about your experience at TEDx? Was it different from what you were expecting, or were you expecting what you got? So I have spoken at two TEDx events, one uh, TEDx Omaha, the other TEDx Lincoln, both in Nebraska, where I'm from. And I was just so excited to be asked to speak at these events that my nerve just went right to the side. And I you know, tried to give the best talk of my life. The first talk I gave was about being fat. And I used the 18th definition for the word fat. It's the richest or best 
part of anything. I really wanted to encourage people to be the best that they could be and look at the word fat in a different way, put it into a new light. And the other talk that I got to do was at TEDx Lincoln, and it was just about uh, figuring out your journey, being the best that you could be, and learning that you can fit in to stand out, fit in with yourself, and realize how much you stand out. You don't have to fit in with all those people that are telling you to do bad things. So you can really just fit in and do whatever you want. And those were the two talks that I got to do. And I, you know, the experience at TEDx was unlike any other because TED is an amazing organization. People stood up, they were cheering, there was, you know, standing ovations. And it was just one of the best experiences of my life and really gave me confidence too to go on and do lots of other talks and kind of begin my motivational speaking career. Mm-hmm. These topics that you talk about sound really interesting. They're like ap- applicable to everyone and everywhere in all parts of life. Where else do you use public speaking other than the TED Talks? Do you just, or do you have opportunities to give it during school and other places like that? Definitely. And school is one of those places that you can use these skills doing all kinds of different things, whether it's talking to your friends, because really once you gain some of these different skills, you can explain things in a totally different way. So even if you're just talking about what you did yesterday, what you ate yesterday, you can use these public speaking skills to make things sound beyond amazing. And I get to do this as well when I'm uh, hosting cooking classes and even when I'm doing like conference calls with business type of people and trying to do new things. It's All of these skills are very applicable in everyday life. Definitely. So, um, are you planning to give any more TED Talks in the future? Um, I would love to. I don't know um, where I would do them next. I think that since I've done both of them in my home state, that I'm going to have to look somewhere else. I'm living in Austin, Texas right now, so I um, will definitely try and get in. I've met some people that do TEDx Austin, and there's also um, TEDx Youth, and they hold all kinds of youth events where teenagers can really express their ideas and change the world through TEDx Talks. And uh, the TEDx Youth Lincoln is coming um, to where I'm originally from. So I definitely love to get involved with that. And I encourage everyone listening to to figure out how they can get involved with TED because it's really just an amazing, amazing experience. Well, thank you for that great story and all those great points that you brought up with public speaking. It is always best to see the bright side of things, but unfortunately, we are out of time again. Again, Tana, thank you so much for joining us and teaching us all these great ways to look at the glass to be half full instead of half empty. Thank you to everyone else. Yes, thank you to everyone else for joining us here on Voice America Kids and to Star Star Productions for producing the show. Thank you to our guests from across the world and the states, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Don't forget to check us out online and find out more about the essay contest, and please help with Operation Hurricane Sandy Disaster Relief. You have the opportunity to make a happy difference during the new year. I'm Steven Sal. And I'm Young Juan. Thank you for always tuning in every week. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program on Express Yourself. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions, so email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free, get involved with Be The Star You Are charity, and buy books and t-shirts in our store. You can also sign up for our free newsletter or make a donation to keep Be The Star You Are alive. Thanks again for joining us, and thanks to our great guests. And until next week, remember, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself